She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. You're listening to episode 78 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Emily, and on today's podcast, my co-host Senda and I are joined by Liz from Angry Hamster Publishing to play their new game on Kickstarter now, Familiars of Terra. You only have until April 26th to back it, so head to Kickstarter now. If you liked The Golden Compass, Wild Magic, or Digimon, you're going to love Familiars of Terra. Head to Kickstarter or angryhamsterpublishing.com. Special shout out to patrons Ariel Weiss, Aileen Barnes, and Eric Bontz. Thank you all so much. Hi, everybody. Welcome to She's a Super Geek. Uh, we are sitting down today with Liz DePratical of Angry Hamster Publishing. It's publishing, right? Did I say it right? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not just a random angry hamster, Senda. Well, it could have been like angry hamster games or something, and I suddenly was unsure of myself, so I thought I would check. And she has an awesome new game on Kickstarter right now called Familiars of Terra, which we are going to play today, and we're super duper excited about it. And so, Liz, um, do you want to just tell us really quickly where people can find you on the internet and then just take us right into your game? Of course. Um, you can find us at Twitter at Angry Hamster RPG. We are on Facebook, which is at Angry Hamster Publishing. And we also have a website, angryhamsterpublishing.com. <laughs> please, please tell us about your game. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Familiars of Terra. So today we're playing Familiars of Terra. Familiars of Terra is set in a fantasy world which is much like our own, except that every person has an animal familiar. In Familiars of Terra, you play a seeker. A seeker is basically a wandering hero who is kind of trying to heal the world because you guys are living in a world as seekers where there was just a large war. Um, well, actually, the war happened 50 years ago, but the continent in which you're in, Tyr, is still kind of reeling from this war. There's la large swaths of land, which are called the Badlands, which have been bombed and have all these weird mystical things happening there. There is a nation that's completely closed its borders, but routinely sends agents and spies out. Of course, there's just people who are kind of profiting from those who have been displaced or otherwise affected by the war. So basically, you guys have taken on the mantle of a seeker, which are kind of your knights of yore. And seekers have now made a resurgence, and you are going around trying to right the wrongs. Before we get started, it would be a good idea if you guys introduce your characters a bit. And then I'll tell you guys where you're playing and kind of what the premise is of why you are there and what's happening. I am playing, um, ooh, side note, we're saying Yana? Are we saying, okay, I just wanted to make sure because we're like, there was an either I'm totally going to call you Jana. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you, you're both playing Seekers from different countries. So, you know, it could right. totally be an accent thing. I am playing uh, Yana Mulder, who is from Fender. And um, she basically is, 
she's kind of got a little bit of like kender like wanderlust going on so that works for me <laughs> pretty well God help us all um so she is out there kind of for the adventure with curiosity and and kind of wanting to jump in and do things there's a lovely character portrait on the pregens, which you should all know about because they have good art. So she's uh, kind of an average height and she has brown hair, which she keeps basically the front parts like braided to keep it out of her face. Um, and uh, what else shall I say about her? I don't know. Oh, yeah, my familiar. <laughs> so my familiar is Leia and she is um, a super adorable hooch with a kind of lion tail with a big poof on the end. And she's all white and she's got these lovely like wings that come out of her that are, so she's all fluffy and then the fluff goes into the wing fluff and turns into like actual wings. And she has awesome night vision goggles on her forehead. She's super cute. That's Leia, she's super cute. <laughs> and based on a real dog apparently. Yes, uh -huh. yeah. Oh, we got to see the real dog. Hi Leia. She's I'm assuming her name's Leia, too. <laughs> That's I'm, the best. Senda, can we get a dog? No. As a mascot for the show? No. Oh. <laughs> can, can you get a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Find one. I mean, I'm building up a conspiracy of porgs, so. I know. <laughs> you are indeed. Emily, do you want to tell us a bit about your seeker, yes. seeker and their animal kids? I am playing Messili Kinbath, who I just decided goes by Lee. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to mess up that name at some point. So, Lee. And Lee is a healer. He is a black man with dreads. Everyone is very mixed in uh, Familiar Cetera. We really tried to just do a broad spectrum of people. And he has very kind eyes, which is what I liked about him. He's a trained healer. And when he was about six, there was this group of dragon kin that were born and there was this little sickly one that he decided to take on and her name is Loaz and she's his animal companion now and she's a little overprotective of him <laughs> and the thing that really drew me to him is not only is he does he think all life is sacred and must be protected he can speak to ghosts and I just think that that's a really cool that's a really cool thing to like all life is sacred even to the point of afterlife I'm sure this will not come up at all. Oh, no, no, it's not going to come up. <laughs> yeah, so Loaz is a, a dragonkin, which picture, I don't know, kind of a lizard horse. <laughs> is is that a good way to, to say it? It's kind of what she looks like. Yeah, I think that's an apt description. What color is she? I think that she is purple, orange, and like a deep foresty green. Ooh. She's and that pretty. she can kind of change to blend in depending on where she is but that's her kind of if if she's just around and not trying to hide like she has some real bright splashes of color and when she gets sad though they all get really gray oh <laughs> so you can tell her emotions she wears them on her sleeves she wears them on her scales on her yeah. <laughs> You, Lee, you are, uh, Lee, you're from the nation Inther. Basically, Inther was one of the, one of the nations that was kind of on the wrong side of history, at least for a long time during the war, because they allied with the opposing nation Plinth, who was kind of going around bombing and doing really evil things. Oh, yay. 
Well, what happened afterwards is that Plinth found out that the, uh, sorry, Inther found out that Plinth was actually experimenting on their people, which is when they actually, it's really terrible. They actually changed side during the war and turned the tide and actually made it so that everyone else could win and kind of drive Plinth back to their borders. But since then, Inther basically went through a really difficult time, like everything, you know, their financial infrastructure completely crashed, their land was basically decimated, because it was a huge war zone. I mean, this is kind of where you grew up, Lee. So I can imagine maybe that is partially where your motivation comes from of wanting to kind of heal and things like that, because you've seen so much devastation. I mean, your nation's still very much living with it. Well, and having the for lack of a better term, having the guts to change sides during a war speaks to me a lot about the the people of this country. They're not going to take. Uh, they're not going to. They're not going to take that. They're going to do what they think is right. So I probably carry that spirit too, and not being not afraid to change with new information. Indeed. So, what I want to ask you actually is: so in Familiars of Tarot, the one thing there's a lot of cool stuff that familiars get. But the cool things that seekers really get are these things called titles and trophies. And these are for heroics that your character has done. So when you start the game, you already start as a bit of a hero. You've already saved someone or found something. And Lee, you have the title Savior. And so I wanted to know, what did you do to gain that title? What did you save? I I think Lee must have saved somebody pretty important. My guess is that there was some assassination attempt on an important politician, maybe in Inther, maybe in a different country. And Lee was able not only to to stop the assassination, she was also able to, or sorry, he was also able to heal her, like she had gotten hurt in it. So the idea of being a, a savior who's not only a, a medical can save someone by using their medical knowledge, but is also a hero in being able to track down the bad guys. Not only did you save this person, but you also found out who was attempting the assassination. Yes. Put a stop to it. Yes. All right. That is pretty awesome. And you also have a trophy called the Heart of Compassion. And this red ribbon allows Lee to speak to spirits and ghosts. It was that the trophy that you got as a reward besides for your title, besides for everyone knowing you as uh, Masili Kinbath, the savior? I think that maybe the events happened fairly simultaneously, but they came from different different perspectives. I think that the heart of compassion probably came from my healer mentor, who was guiding me and maybe in the process of trying to track down who was planning this assassination actually died and gave me this heart of compassion to help me on my quest. I'll, I'll propose a place maybe for uh, where you got your title. There is a place in Endril, which borders Inther. Endril is another country, and it's called Rocking Chair. And it's called Rocking Chair because the ground always slowly and languidly moves there a little bit. And the reason is it does is it because the city is built on the side of a gigantic gigantic elephant this elephant is basically the size of a like a large hill and it's one of the drill ancestors who her mate was struck down by the war and she laid down in sadness and she hasn't moved since that moment basically the drill people built a city 
on one of her sides to basically care for her and make sure that she's all right. Oh, God. Oh, okay, to care for her. I was about to say, this seems like a stupid idea to build a city on the side of a living animal. But okay, yeah, building a city in order to care for her. They care for her. And basically, it's a city made out of ropes and bridges. And the idea is that one day grandmother will wake up when she senses that her mate has reincarnated and she'll make a pilgrimage to her. To, sorry to him Aww. and she'll take uh she'll take the whole city with her and that's kind of like them finding their way there is a person in rocking chair called the mouthpiece of grandmother um and she actually cares for this for this creature she's kind of the person who directs all the care you could say she's a leader but she hates being a leader so she decides not to do it and then she lets the city council kind of do it but i could imagine that an assassination attempt or assassinating this woman who kind of cares for this great beast would probably be absolutely the worst thing for <laughs> for a rocking yes. chair so maybe maybe you saved saved her from the assassination and she gave you that title yes that would be amazing and you could be there and she could also teach you more about healing and stuff like that Right, and she knows a lot about the the animals, which I have a more than passing interest in. And I kind of have this more legendary familiar, so it makes sense that I would sort of seek out those other legendary animals. Yeah, I feel like people, like, they think, I probably, I think that people probably assume Loaz is like a lizard kin. Right. So in Familiar Cetera, right. we use the word kin, like an animal that's a familiar. So you have like a dog kin, a lizard kin. So poor, poor Loaz. Do, do people don't know? Is it a he or a her? I think it's a her. They don't know her full awesome legacy yet that she's going right. to turn into a dragon. Well, <laughs> and she can't fly, unfortunately. She was pretty sickly, and we don't know if it's just because she's too young or if it's actually, a, you know, a continuing ailment. Maybe we'll find out. Awesome. Okay, Senda. Yeah. You are playing Yana. I am playing Yana. Well, why don't you just tell me what has Yana been up to so far? Okay, so the last time we saw Yana, which you guys can catch on the Party of One podcast with Jeff Stormer. He's awesome, and you should go listen to it. The last time we saw Yana, she was tracking an artifact through the sewers, which she did track down. It was the Arm of the Seeker. Turned out that the Seeker in question was um, Kryn Foso? Faso? Faso. Faso, who had been kind of haunting around and making some problems. <laughs> so I have this arm of the seeker, and I don't know exactly what it does, <laughs> but I went and I found it. Well, why don't we define that now? So you already okay. have a title. So Yana already has the wizened as one of her titles, um, mm -hmm. but and you already have a necklace of the dead, which you got from your grandmother, which allows you to sense nearby creatures in the Badlands. But you also have this arm, this desiccated arm, and you found it, and you had kind of this dream sequence where you saw Kryn dying. She was so grateful to you that you had um, that someone had seen her. And you got the feeling that you needed to find more of these artifacts to kind of put her spirit at rest. She was happy that someone just noticed her, but you 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 got the sense that this wasn't all. Since you decided to partake in this quest, the arm has bequeathed with you with certain gifts, or well, a gift. You can kind of think about what you want this arm to do. So for example, you have one artifact that allows you to sense creatures in the Badlands. It could allow you to speak to spirits, things like that. 
And I can mm. also suggest that when you think about the trophy, maybe think about what type of woman this woman was. We haven't really defined who she was, only that she fought in the vast war. So maybe it's something that she had that she bequeaths upon you. I mean, so I almost think that, tell me if this is too much, wrapped around the wrist of the desiccated arm is like just a thin gold chain. And it's it's basically like it's become kind of embedded in the, you know, the flesh and stuff as it's sort of withered away. So it's kind of structurally one with it. And it's a bracelet that Kryn wore as she fought. And it does a cool thing that I'll come up with. I feel like maybe it was something that was like a gift to her from someone very important to her. And so it has to do with love and connection in some way. Um, Ooh, I have a good one. Yeah. Oh well, Emily, Emily, go ahead. You first. Well, I was I was just thinking maybe it gives you sense senses or maybe even flashes to her life. Right. And so we end up needing to like retrace her steps, and it's like a um, what is that second mummy movie called? Uh, the Mummy <laughs> Returns, where it's like all of a sudden the female character is like getting flashes of this old life she didn't know she was reincarnated from. And she's following in the steps without even realizing it. Yeah. Okay. How about this? I I, I kind of do. Do you like that, Senda? Does that? Yeah. Well, tell me. Tell me what you were thinking yes. too. Because we can play that in narratively as much as you need to give us for hints of where to go. I'm very happy to do that. So we have basically in the book we give you mechanics for making the quirks yourself. They're called quirks that an, a trophy has. But we also have a huge sample list. So if you don't want to choose, you yeah. can just be like, pick one. <laughs> And I just saw one which is kind of cool. Breaking the trophy into two pieces, it allows you to speak to the person who has the other part no matter where they are. Oh, interesting. Oh. That kind of fit with the story that you were just telling about. Right. Maybe that, like maybe the, the bracelet kind of splits in two and allows the other person to yeah. communicate yeah. with you or know you to know where they are. Yep. Yes, agree. <laughs> agree. <laughs> so is that... Corinne? No, I think I could even give it to you, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I yeah. feel like I feel like uh, Emily, your thing plays in as well too. Like I think Corinne mm -hmm. wants you on this quest, so she's gonna she's gonna nudge you subtly. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's shall we say that's what it does? Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm good with that. Sweet. Right, that is about everything that we needed to talk about, so we can get playing. Ooh. Yay. Speaking of not-so-subtle nudging, uh -huh. <laughs> Yana, you have been drawn in your dreams to Endril because you know this is where Kryn fell. You know this is the last, you know, kind of one of the last places she was before she died. It was the last place she was before she died. All the dreams that you've been having... They haven't been nightmares. It doesn't seem like the spirit wants to menace you. She doesn't want to make you feel terrible. Um, you already felt the last time you kind of went into one of her dreams. You already felt the complete devastation of war and that sadness. And it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like she wants you to feel that again. It seems like she's protecting you because you're helping her now. Yeah. But you do feel drawn to Endril. And specifically to a town called Greenleaf. There is something called the internet. And you have found that indeed there is a large monument to seekers who have fallen 
in the war in this town called Greenleaf. And if you want to find more information about Kryn, it's in Endril. And you can go there. You can discover what maybe more about what happened to her. And maybe yeah. more about where these other trophies are of hers that she seemingly is bidding you to collect for her. But Endril is a safe country. I mean, it's like any other modern country that we have here. The problem is, is that it's a country that's dotted with a lot of dangerous places, which are the Badlands. Uh huh. So it's not safe for a lone seeker kind of just wandering around, you know, trying to find adventure. So you may want to bring someone with you. Uh-huh. And can can I dare say that you and Lee know each other already? Yes. I think that's probably a very good idea. How that, that, do we, I mean, it, it how helps. do we know each other? <laughs> I I I propose. There was a previous time when Leia actually she she did some damage to her wing. It was kind of a storm that blew up rather suddenly and she was flying and we didn't expect it and it, it the, the winds got really strong. It kind of it, it got her a little bit and it was when she was a bit younger so she was not quite as strong in flying. We actually were looking for someone who healed unique animals. <laughs> Is that I'm looking at Liz like is that an appropriate world thing? Yeah, well like like a vet, you know. Right. Right. So we're like looking for someone to to just make sure that everything was okay and it was just pulled or whatever and not anything more major. And we found Lee to take a look at her. Yes. <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm like, and? Dramatic pause. <laughs> yes. And what happened was Leia and Loaz really hit it off. Oh, yeah. They're they like best familiar buds. <laughs> <laughs> they really dig each other. Yep. Loaz l- kind of loves and hates watching Leia fly. Mm-hmm. Maybe Loaz is kind of like, you know, when a cat purrs, they're trying to, they're they're sometimes trying to stimulate healing. Mm-hmm. So maybe Loaz kind of purrs to help stimulate healing in other familiars. So she acts like a comfort to those who are in distress. Right. And so, yeah, I think Leia and Loaz really set it off. And, and we maybe we took a little more time to warm up to each other because we're humans and humans take more time. Take more time. Yeah. But sometimes. now, so. And I'm now, kind of introverted. Now, every time I see you, uh, Leia is always like trying to basically curl up on Loaz. <laughs> like, yeah. Like occasionally Loaz or Leia runs yeah. off and you're and we just roll our eyes like, oh. and we always find you because they, right. they're being drawn to each other. <laughs> it's like if you googled on the on this internet unlikely familiar friendships. Right. <laughs> but that would Leia be so knows. cute. I I yeah. have I have the picture in my head of adorable things that they're doing now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're super adorable. <laughs> We totally post them on um, Instagram and stuff. Okay. Right. Yes. Do they have, do they both have their own Instagrams? Like, oh, um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they do. Loaz might have been kind of like Fiona from the Cincinnati Zoo, like premature born and like there's like hashtags supporting her. <laughs> right. So people still sometimes remember her from her like right. infancy celebrity. Right. I think the more important question is, is it just completely plausible that both your familiars have more followers on Instagram than you do? Oh. Oh, God, to- yes. Totally do. Yes. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's the way I like it. It's fine. 
you know, I I usually you know. stay within a couple of hundred, but like it's hard. Loaz tweets all the time. Good morning. <laughs> Periods in the wrong places. Oh, like the dog account? They're, yes. They're good <laughs> familiars, Brent. <laughs> and that's how I spend a lot of my time. <laughs> Way too much of my time. That's maybe how I make some money too as I sell. <laughs> They're good familiars, Brent. <laughs> oh. So wait, like, Yana, do you just like sometimes take Lee on adventures to get him out of the house? Yeah, I think I actually do. Like, I'm like, okay, you have to get off Instagram. Like, because, <laughs> like, his life is just like healing animals and being online. And, like, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, well, he gets all of the opportunities to, like, take adorable pictures of Loaz, like, snuggling with other animals because she acts as a healing companion, right? So it's all of these images that are super duper cute that people are always resharing. Like, okay. We need to leave town. Yeah, but sometimes you need to go on an adventure and get pictures of them yeah. doing other things. Right. So and maybe that's why everybody thinks she's lizard born or lizard kin, because that's how we've branded ourselves online. <laughs> <laughs> we want her celebrity to be genuine, not because she's like this. Not because she's you a know, dragon. Magnificent, yeah, right. dragon. Right. Okay. Well, Lee. So look, I'm going. I'm. I'm gonna go. I decided. I. Okay. Let me back up. I had a dream last night. Another one. Yes, I had another dream last night, and I looked it up. And if I'm, te- I- I'm pretending to text you on my phone. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was just texting. thinking I would have this. Sure, we can be texting. <laughs> that means we can use emojis, right? <laughs> so no, I had another dream last night. I know what you're gonna say. Just hear me out. It's fine. I think that I need to go to Greenleaf. There's a monument there. And I did a little bit of research and it sounds like my dreams have been telling me this, but also I think that this is actually true. Like, I think that this is where Crin Faso died. And I need to go see if I can find more information. She keeps giving me these visions of it. It seems really important. You need to get out, right? Don't you want to come with me? Can we... Will you please? I don't want to go by myself. I think you're becoming a little bit excessive, frowny face. (laughs) Please? I'll make you cookies. Cookie picture. You're going to get yourself killed if you go alone. Exactly. So you should come with me. (laughs) Turtlekin, tomato, rain cloud. Where do you want to meet? Um, Let's meet at the gate out of town that goes towards Greenleaf. Okay, 20 minutes. Okay, hold on. Let me moogle gap it. 19.35 minutes. 20 minutes. I'll meet you in 20 minutes. Okay, so you guys you guys <laughs> meet at the gate um, leading out of town. You moogle map it. There's also a, a form of Craigslist in, in Familiars of Terra yes. after a game I played with someone, and it's just called Bob's List. <laughs> Love it. And now there's moogle maps. Google Maps. <laughs> now, is this like gonna take a long time? Is this a journey that we need to pack some clothes for? Or is this like you know we're hopping on we're we're in Jersey and we're hopping on the train to get to New York? I mean, are you taking the scenic route? Are you kind of backpacking it through Endril, or are you gonna take a train? Because you can take a train. Um, we'll say that you're both in rocking chair. 
Lee, you were there learning with the mouthpiece for a while. And Yana, you went and, and um, visited him. And that's why you guys mm-hmm. are in the same town. So you guys, this is in another part of Endril, which is a little bit far away. But it basically, you can take a train which kind of circumvents the Badlands. And that's like a safe way to go. Or you can kind of try to pick your way through a safe route. The train will get us there faster. And I feel like faster is better. Look, I'll buy. It's okay. It's fine. I got it. Well, I just got in a whole new set of mugs. They're good familiars, Brent mugs. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, mean, I've, I've sold quite a few of those. I'm really glad that meme is really hanging on for you. I I know, right? I don't, it's been around like for over a year now. (laughs) People are still using it and I'm still making money off of it. It's great because I can fund my, my studies. Yeah, that's it. No, it's really, it's good, but uh, it's fine. I got the train. I got the train. But why don't, why don't we, uh, why don't we do it that way? Because I really just want to get there. You know, I just, I mean, she's already been like wandering around dispossessed and unquiet for like 50 years so right i feel like she deserves you know a little bit of haste all right so you guys get the train it's like a kind of uh, the japan type bullet train so it goes very fast it's very clean Mm -hmm. it's very quick in terms of this is the quickest way but you're still going kind of a roundabout way rather than going straight through something (laughs) yeah yeah going through the badlands would be great if this was a campaign but this is one shot (laughs) You guys take the roundabouts way, the quick roundabouts way, and you arrive in Greenleaf. A lot of Endril is just plains, but Greenleaf is actually one of the rare forested areas in Endril. And you see just a giant, giant forest. Yana, you're used to it from Fender. Fender has a lot of forested mm-hmm. places, but it, it's been a while since you've, you've seen something like this. You're like, oh, yeah forest. Right. <laughs> and built in front of this giant forest is a town, which is Greenleaf. Greenleaf, strangely enough, is a walled town. And it's not one of these old towns, you know what I mean, like that you get in Europe that have like one of these ancient walls. It's a modern wall, which has uh, has been built around the town. But the train is allowed to stop and freely, freely, Basically, like a bridge, a bridge is lowered, the train goes in, drops everyone off, you you stop at a very modern train platform, and everything here doesn't seem to be older than like 40 years or so. And a lot of things seem to be built quickly, as if after the war, they had to rebuild so that people had a place to live. When you guys get off the train, immediately, one of the first things you see while walking into the town square is this giant monument. And what you actually see is that there are about four or five people, and they all are pushing upward they're pushing a giant tree upwards as if they're kind of writing a tree and making something better and you see that all these people kind of have different battle scars on them and you see their familiars kind of winding their way around this giant stone tree trunk of this sculpture and there's a small plaque on it which uh, says that it's dedicated to the people who lost their lives near Greenleaf. I know, it's that one. Should we go? Let's go <laughs> check it out. But no, Leia, can you just stay down on the ground for a little? Okay, there you go. <laughs> so you guys, you guys go over to the, uh, you go over to the monument. Yes. As you walk over to the monument, Yana, you feel you have this amulet, which was, it was the first thing that kind of drew you to Crin's spirit or 
um, kind of made you sense her presence and it got cold. And the closer you walk to the monument, the colder your amulet gets around your neck, your grandmother's amulet. And it almost feels as if it's, you know, like someone's kind of running an ice cube over, uh, over your collarbone. Uh, hey, Lee, mm. you getting anything weird off of this? There's something not right here, but I'm not sure what. Okay. Well, and I just kind of put my hand on Leia's head. How big is Leia? Do I get to decide? I just saw real Leia. Real Leia is little. I don't know if I would be able to reach her head from a standing position. Yeah, maybe she's bigger. Right? Well, okay. Maybe she she can stand on her tail. So that her head is within padding distance. No, if she's little, then she's riding on my shoulder. (laughs) And I'm happy to go with that. And I might just go with that. All right. So she's little. So she's got like, she is, she's sitting on my shoulder with her wings tucked in. And I just put my hand on her for a moment and then look around and keep walking towards this monument. And my goal is that I want to go and kind of see if there's anything else on the plaque. Lee, does your so for example, Yana's Yana's necklace or amulet gets yeah. colder when it kind of activates. Does the ribbon do anything special or does it just happen? I think of the ribbon is is normally just like a ribbon cuff I wear around my wrist, but it kind of comes alive and almost like a snake will just kind of like come up and like poke me on the shoulder and like point. <laughs> to like where where like they feel a spirit or a ghost like that's how we know where the ghost is like it like the the end of the ribbon will kind of go around where the um where the ghost or the spirit is as yana walks up to the monument to check the plaque you see her bending down and wiping a little bit of dirt i mean it's a clean monument but it's a large plaque so you, you know you kind of are wiping away the years mm-hmm. of dirt and dust which have built up on this uh, plaque. Lee, your trophy, it doesn't slither uh, up your arm, but actually you feel it fall to the ground for a moment. And at first you think that it has unraveled, it's unwrapped itself, but it kind of flutters to the ground and you see it slowly snaking its way towards the monuments. As Yana is bent down reading. You see it kind of slither up the side of this large stone basin and wrap itself around the leg of one of these women who are pushing up the tree. Hey, Yana, I found Corinne. Oh, you, you, so I, I, I look up from the, from the plaque and do I recognize that woman? Is she carved in such a way that it looks like a person that I've been having dreams about? The youth have been having a dream of a woman who's been rather beaten, <laughs> beaten yeah. down by the war. You've been seeing a warrior and strangely in your dreams, you haven't seen her familiar anywhere, um, mm-hmm. which is very strange because in Terra, humans don't fight familiars do. So all these scenes of battles you've been seeing familiars have been running around in the background, attacking each other. I mean, even humans have been going at it at one point. It just gets that brutal. But as you look up at this woman, she seems more triumphant than the beat beat down woman that you saw kind of in this battle in her last Mm -hmm. moments. She's about, yeah, she's of average height. You know, she's five foot six or so. She She has a shaved head, a broad nose, and thin lips. 
and she's very muscular. So it almost seems, at least the way that they've carved her, that she could be pushing up this trunk herself. But of course, she, she, you know, she has this smile and this determination on her face that kind of draws you in. This was a good artist. Like you immediately get the type of you, you get the sense of who this woman was, that she was kind of this jovial person who just uplifted everyone by her mere presence and made them want to fight and try harder and do better. And you see next to her foot, this giant tortoise, mm-hmm. which must have been her familiar, because every every person's familiar is kind of attached to them in some way. And the tortoise is kind of behind one of her, her legs, kind of like pushing her a little bit forward as well and assisting so yeah, you do recognize her. It's just a different a different form of her almost. Yeah, not not how I've been experiencing her. Oh, Lee. Yeah. That's her. I know. I, I mean, okay, fine. But that's her. I turn around my DM, did you say? And I show you a picture I found on the internet. Your MMD. My MMD. Yeah, okay. So... That's her. So, uh, uh, all right. Well, can I reach out and just touch that statue? You can. I mean, like you have to. I guess how how short your uh, average height? You kind of you yeah. tippy toes, but you can. Right, right. So do, I'm do like, you, do you need a lift? I can... lean over the. No, it's fine. I got it. Okay. <laughs> or like, so I'm trying to reach it, and then Leia just flies over and lands on it. <laughs> or Leia grabs you by like the collar and like, like, lifts you up a little lift. bit. <laughs> Tiny bit. That's pretty cute too. Because are you touching the statue, or is Leia touching the statue? I must know, Yana. Okay, I think it's me, and Leia's like giving me a boost from behind, <laughs> like she's trying to push me up a little so I can touch. Better. Much like the familiars on this statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you make me an awareness check, please? Yes. Okay. I have cards. <laughs> Yes, the card you draw must be equal or lower to your awareness attribute. Okay, so I am going for equal or lower than a seven. And we will go, and I got a six of hearts. Awesome. So as you reach up and you touch the statue, um, and, you know, again, you feel kind of the, the closer you get and even just the slow moments of Leia kind of like tugging you upwards in your hand, reaching out to, uh, you know, just to touch, uh, touch Crin's toes almost. You feel the coldness, almost as if the amulet is drawing in the coldness around you and it's kind of centering on your heart. And you manage to grab her ankle. Mm-hmm. And the moment you do, you kind of look up and her face that was staring up towards the tree hopeful is now staring down and looking at you. Ah! Do I see that too? Or is this sort of in her mind? You see, um, like, so basically she's kind of grabbing the ankle where the where your trophy has snaked around. Yana, you see this for a second and you look back and it just looks normal. But Lee, you actually see more. Because you can speak to spirits. That's what your trophy does. So you actually see almost a second layer on top of this statue. It actually is a, it's almost a layer of, a, like a layer of gauze over it. That Kryn's spirit is made of this gauze and it's kind of looking down. It looks down slowly at Yana as if it doesn't recognize her. It says, what do you want? I think, I, I think we're here to try and free you. Who are you talking to? Shh, the spirit's talking. 
She turns her gaze to you, Lee. To free me? This is my place. We hope you enjoyed episode 78 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast app to rate us five stars and give us a nice review. You can also support us through our Patreon, patreon.com slash sasgeek. Find us on Twitter, sasgeekpodcast, or online, sasgeek.com. Our theme music is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more tour dates music and merchandise online at kieranstrange.com or on Twitter at kieranstrange. Again, you only have until April 26th to back Familiars of Terra on Kickstarter. So get over on that already. It's really an awesome game. And we will see you in two weeks for the continuation of our Familiars of Terra adventure. Defenses, I'm ready.